0: Hey everybody, welcome to Tanked Up We are the weekly beer drinking video game playing podcast uh, I am Ben Nova and as always I am joined by Alex Malpas Alright, how's it going? Good, good, thank you very much And again, returning from his native land, Adul Kaji Hello How are you? I'm good Good. A little jet lag, so apologies in advance for spaciness. That's fine, that's fine. We've had a little two week break because I've had a poorly mouth and mm-hmm. been out of action, but we're back with a vengeance. Maybe. We certainly
1: are with four beers. So we've got um, two instalments of Buxton Brewery. So a Jacob's Ladder Pale Ale. Um, what's the IPA called? Wild Boar IPA. So that'd be nice. Uh, Yeasty Boys. <laughs> not had anything by them before, but I know the name. Uh, what's it? Golden.
0: Perch. I think it
1: perch? Yeah, yeah, I think
2: it's perch. Golden perch. Yeah, because if you look at the picture, it's a, it's a fish, fish headed fish. samurai something. Well, warrior. I think it's a damsel. Oh, it's, it's a, a, one, one, um, it's a um, woman yeah. bringing milk Sorry. back. I, 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 again, apologies it's for a fish craziness. fishwine. It's a fishwife.
0: Fishwife, I
1: think. A golden mm. fishwife.
0: Hmm.
1: Not not sure what's going on with that. And then this uh, Tutara it's Tuatara. Tuatara? Some New Zealand um, pilsner. Bohemian pilsner. Bohemian pilsner. So made with Czech mm. grain, which yeah. all pilsner should be really. Snap, grapple, anyway. and hops. And that's just called pilsner. Or is it called snap, grapple, and hops? It, mm. I, think and we don't called, I don't know what it's called. No! You looking at the label. Well, anyway.
2: And, it, and as you pointed out before we started, it has a lovely bottle cap with the eye of Sauron. It does, the all-seeing
0: yeah. eye, which there'll be photos, presumably. There will be, there, there will be. be. Hopefully I can uh, use an angle that will capture the bottle cap in mm-hmm. as well. What David Icke would make of that bottle cap. Mm, lizardly. That's why David lizardly. Icke isn't
1: invited to join in on these podcasts. Hey, he
0: can, he can turn up if he wants. <laughs> he can come and talk to us about the Queen and lizard families and to stand things.
1: outside looking
0: in and save things, and I'm going to pull the curtains in his face. <laughs> border, which be quite. <laughs> Sorry, David. Ike. <laughs> uh, so this week we're, as always, going to talk about the games we've been playing. Um, but as we've had a little break, and we've got a few more listeners um, over the last few weeks, I thought we'd um, discuss why we play games, sort of what games we like to play, um, and, and the reasons that we we play them. Basically, just to give you a bit more of a taste of. Um, who we are, who you're listening to, why you're listening to us, basically. <laughs> why we're excellent. Um, we'll open a beer.
1: Let's have a beer. I think we should start with the Pilsner.
0: Yeah. As we here? I'm actually
1: looking forward to it as well. Just, oops, just hit the microphone. Sorry about the puck, everybody. So, all the Pilsners we've had so far have been good. Yeah. We haven't had anything like a bad one.
0: No. Uh, Camden, 4Pure. Mm. Yes. I don't think we've had any others, but I think that's it. The Camden one was a
1: standout one mm. in my mind. Ah, oh, that lovely sound.
0: Oh, yeah. I right by the microphone as well.
1: Um, Slightly better than the smack.
0: <laughs> just a <laughs> it's little. not
1: quite even. <laughs>
2: Oops.
1: Bear down,
2: beer down. down. Not a whole beer. You get it I everywhere. Okay. We we may have lost five millimeters of our test.
0: Yeah, for, for use scientifically inclined. It's a. Uh, I mean, it looks nice.
1: It looks like a lager. It's, it's really pale, goldeny, kind of lager colour. Yep. <laughs> um, it's
0: got quite a bready kind of smell to it. Yeah, it? It does. White bread mm. as well. Not sort of. Yeah, not any bread. White bread definitely.
2: A little sweet. Mm. Like, like white bread with a slight glaze of honey on it
0: <laughs> Ooh. honey on toast maybe no but it's not toast no I suppose it's not you do have that
1: very delicate burnt flavour
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is it is very delicate you're right
1: mm, it really is it does have a honeyish mm. thing going on in the background it's kind of dry not mm-hmm. too dry
2: I don't know, it's, it's interesting. It's um, not as bubbly as I th- thought it might be, given its lagerishness. Mm. And by that I mean it being a lager. It's completely and utter lager mm,
0: mm. Yeah, it's nice. It's a quality beer. I think you can, definitely one that you can continue to sort of drink, all, you know, the few that we sort of talk about that you can drink all day. From this is definitely one, you know, as know you said it's dry, but it's not not too dry yeah, at all. that's true. On a hot summer's day... Mm. Yeah.
1: In a beer garden, a nice pint of that, a nice cold pint yeah. of that will go down well. Definitely. This isn't as cold as it should be, really. Yeah. It's only been in the fridge for half an hour. But, um, okay. It's got a nice
2: um, crisp finish. But yeah. There's a little bit of that um, bitterness mm. that, that stays, but most of the rest of
0: the, the flavour just sort of comes. In yeah, goes. yeah. Mm. Excellent. So, Adol start us off. What have you been playing well, since um, last episode? As I was
2: um, visiting family in Canada... For the past couple of weeks, um, I didn't really play games outside of the plane trip. So um, I had the Vita with me, and I finally started Gravity Rush, which is an excellent little game. Yeah,
0: it's been out for a, a long time. Yeah, I think 2013. Yeah. yeah, I think there's talk of it coming to PlayStation Four. Oh, like a redo, some kind of port, maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like an uprised version, but I'm sure I've heard. So, um, what, what is the
1: game for people who don't know, um, like, like
0: yourself, yeah. <laughs> and all the other people who don't yeah. know? It's um,
2: it's uh, basically a third person platformer, but you, it's got sort of a unique sort of cel shaded graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, you wake up as this girl um, with a black cat, mysterious black cat beside you, and you don't remember anything. Um, and you, um, it turns out, your powers you have gravity changing powers with the cat. So you you basically when you jump, you can point at it. Use your analog sticks to um, point at a certain pa- place in space. And that becomes you can make that the center of gravity for you and actually everyone else because it drags items and people. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, and then so you you can use that to do platforming things. And like if you point it at a building, then you can walk on that building as if it was the. Horizontal ground, hmm. so vertical surface. Like all your surfaces are different, but also you're jumping um, around, changes completely because you can sort of hop around gravity-wise, and you can also make use of the first unlocked move, which is the kick, which is sort of really accelerated because so you can quickly go between points because it's a limited time gravity. Like you your power sort of slowly runs out. Um, There's another power that you get rather quickly too, Where you um, Basically you create a small radius around you you, Sort of a little bubble comes And then things just um, Are basically floating in that bubble So you can walk around and not have to carry a thing But it's just floating and then you can send it off um, Using one of the shoulder buttons I think to hit someone or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, So there's bad guys There's leveling up Sort of a RPG element Mm. Um, Is it third person? Yeah, sorry, it's a, a third-person platformer, so your camera's at that three-quarters above you mm-hmm. um, spot. Yeah, big 3D
0: open yeah. spaces. Yeah. Do um, first-person platformers? What's the thinking? Mirror's uh, Edge. Mirror's Edge. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> so the, the one standout. That game came out a few years ago. It's got a sequel coming out very soon. I don't think it did very well it didn't sell very many games. Yeah. And I've not played it, so I didn't buy one. Uh,
2: I really liked it, but some of the... There's a reason why there aren't very many um, platformers in third person because a lot of jumping p- puzzles have accuracy on where your feet are, mm-hmm. and you don't really see your feet in first person. Yeah, game yeah. Games. I mean, you do in a Mirror's Edge when you do slides and stuff, mm-hmm. but like when you're doing a jump and then an, onto a small platform and another jump, there's a lot of frustration in that game. where you, yeah. just, mm-hmm. you miss and you can't quite figure out how you're missing because you can't see. Mm-hmm. The requisite parts of your body. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's fun. Um, you you have a you have weapons like guns in the game, um, but it rewards you for not like no kill streaks and stuff and just running through. It's a sort of uh, um, very w- stark white, bright white, bright blue sky um, game. You're on the bi- it's a parkour game, um, so you're on the top of buildings, um, but all the uh, there's red elements and those are the ones that you can sort of interact with and that shows you the path it's Mm. really a very Mm. simple way of giving you the linear flow but making it feel like you're free in the city Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that's Mirror's Edge
0: yeah I think uh, Dying Light does it as well doesn't it sort of it's a parkour free running but it's a zombie action game I suppose but that's in first person Um, and that's a lot of vaulting over cars and climbing up bins to get onto rooftops and things yeah meaning to look at yeah, up yeah i've not um i've not played it either but it's um does seem very good so
1: yeah.
2: yeah
0: so in, in um to go back to uh,
2: gravity rush you're basically in a small floating city and i am only i'm still in the first zone because it was an eight hour flight and i slept a little uh-huh. um uh and you clearly can unlock different other cities but like the city itself is floating and so I'm assuming part of the story will tell us how the city maintains its gravity. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's a nice little open world platformer. There's like races and other things you can unlock to uh, up your levels um, you can, um, and re-challenge things. So there's all the challenges have gold, silver, uh, okay. bronze. Gold, yes. Um, and the, if you pass it at bronze, you get a certain amount of money or points for leveling up. So mm-hmm. more, right? It's got a lot of replayability that way, worry if you're bored, you can just sort of, I feel like, killing things. I'll just go to the kill things thing, yeah. instead of worrying about the missions all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a nice balance of
0: open-world gameplay and sort of focused nice. plot. So if it, if it is coming to PlayStation 4, do you think it would transfer over well, or do you think it, it's sort of at home on Vita? The... Uh, I think it works on any...
2: Dual analog yeah. Shoulder buttoning thing It's it's pretty mm-hmm. The advantage of cell shading Is you don't really notice That the Vita Only has sort of So much proper um, yeah. Processing power um, And for those of you Who aren't in the room I did air quotes On the only as. <laughs> Um But yeah I think it would Work really well I'd be more interested To see what they could do On a sequel With the extra hard, Hardware and stuff. Mm. But okay. I think it'd be It'd be super fun On a, on a bigger screen yeah.
0: Nice cool so Alex um what have I been playing what have you been playing (laughs) um um the decorating game, the the home (laughs) rental
2: game
1: so I've been busy doing stuff my kitchen and a bit of the fence still only a bit of the fence um (laughs) (laughs) so I haven't had that much time to play games I haven't played anything new I don't think so the last time we talked I was I just got Rome yeah uh Empire Edition or whatever it was I think it's Rome total except Hannibal more. Yeah, totally everything except the things that you want to play edition. Yeah. Um And I got a little bit bored of that, really. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's wonderfully like rendered. And, well, but I just, I, I wanted more strategy and less fighting. And after a while, I was a bit like, oh, yeah, I have to do another, spend another 45 minutes going through this battle, clicking and moving all my units and... Oh, so it's well, very, well, well, heavily it's like,
2: based on, like, the actual, like, battle strategy rather than the, like, war strategy?
1: Like yeah, the, like, and the analogy. outside non-war strategy part of it I found quite frustrating as well. Like, well, moving like, the units around took ages. It seemed like just sailing from, like, one part of Italy to another was, like, ten goes or something. The boats would just move, like, a tiny amount on the screen each, each turn. So they were going for realism in the worst part yes, of the realism. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, I mean, I just, it wasn't what I, I wanted yeah. to play after I just got bored of it. Just thought, well, I'm getting such a little out of it. can't mm. be bothered. Even though I paid 15 quid for it or something. You buy it on sale? Yeah. It, mm. I mean, maybe. Maybe I didn't buy it on sale. Okay. I just bought it. I liked the trailer which showed Hannibal going <laughs> through the Alps and badass. And I was like, yeah, that would be sweet. I could play as Hannibal and then go and kick Scipio Africanus's ass and change history, but no. Uh, You don't get the opportunity to do that. There was a historical scenario in there which was quite cool, where you're the young um, Augustus before he takes over, so you're Octavian before he becomes Augustus, and the empire is split between, I think, four different factions. And then there's all of the regioning kind of kingdoms around the empire, and you can negotiate with all of them, and then everyone declares war, and everyone you have to fight and stuff like that. Was quite. I liked the premise for it. I just wanted a different game running Mm -hmm. that premise would have been great. Mm. Did you want Civilization? Possibly. Yeah. I did then start playing Civilization. <laughs> I went back to Civilization 4, even after um, playing it, because it was like, I, the, I know what I like. This is what I like. Yeah, this is yeah. fun. So yeah, I, I then played, in fact, um, as Rem, I mention it, maybe that was what I was doing. I was making up for the poor experience. Oh, that's a shame. There's two games in a row you've been
2: uh, underwhelmed. Yeah, I liked um, Hotline
1: Miami.
0: I think
2: that was. Yeah. Oh, I guess you did, that. did yeah. buy that after Star, Space, Admire, S- oh, yeah.
0: Starships? Starships. Thanks. That was terrible. Yeah. See, you've not got. Um, we've spoken about it before, but you haven't got Beyond Earth, which is the Civ no, 5. But you do not oh, like that. Starships. I didn't, but I think there is some kind of crossover between Beyond Earth and Starships. Mm-hmm. And if you play both, there's some kind of interaction between the two. Hmm. So whether you can then zoom in into the um, planets to be able to play say beyond earth and have that experience be of better. having civilization I don't know what the extent is I just know that there is some kind of interaction between the two games but not having starships and you not having beyond earth we haven't <laughs> been able to actually <laughs> explore that yet so. yeah.
1: and I also hit um, black ops nazi zombies and realised that I have all of the downloadable content like available because I paid for it when you know, years ago mm. so uh, even though I deleted it to make room for new games got a bit of space on there at the moment and I was just like oh the Ascension map pack yeah that's quite cool I remember that one so um, yeah I was playing
0: that Nazi Zombies again for a bit which is nice we did have a little session didn't we a few nights ago on them mm. on Black Ops a bit of multiplayer and a bit of um, a bit of Nazi Zombies and then I think the day after or well, two days after they then leaked or announced um, a teaser for Black Ops 3. Oh. I which should be coming that. out at some point. Yeah, yeah, I think, I'm think not sure whether it's next year or not. Mm. Um, but um, zombies have also been sort of touted for that um, for that game as well. So there's so.
1: zombies in Advanced Warfare, apparently, which I haven't played yet. I just heard someone talking about it. On uh, Nazi Zombies on Black Ops, one of the guys in my team <laughs> was having a conversation with his buddy about how there's Zombies and Advanced Warfare. Oh, right. So just like, oh, OK.
0: Yeah, I did see some screenshots, possibly, just before Advanced Warfare came out of um, some kind of um, people in military garb sort of zombies. Yeah, nice. Um, but, yeah, not having the game, I don't don't know. So I think they're in
1: exosuits, like the main kind of characters are, so they can jump. And- so it's yeah. superhero Nazi zombies. Yeah,
0: sort of. If you're a shambling wreck of a corpse... And all you can think about is eating brains. Would you be able to use an exosuit? Let's say yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean,
2: if it's just an exosuit like, like a la Ripley's, <clears throat> where you're just moving your arms and it moves the yeah, thing, yeah. that would work. Although you would see these hilarious j- robotic shambles.
0: <laughs> That's what I want. I want
2: the I want the, the mech-style exosuits to be zombie movement. <laughs>
1: And also, you know, quite... bolts and nuts yeah, falling out yeah. every time they shambled. And eventually, their hands and stuff would decay to the point where they wouldn't be able to move the joystick anymore. It would just kind of well it get stuck in a ligament or something. But that's
0: it. But you, <laughs> it if, just if, spins around if, in a circle because it's just bones jammed. If, in you the got, if you've got an exosuit, which has to be controlled via some kind of uh, control, rather than as we were saying, just through Motion. sort of limb movement, the mm. zombies have the cognitive ability to be able to move a joystick to no. move forward and no. so, so. Uh, It depends on what kind of zombies but <laughs> hey, the classic ones clearly not. <laughs> We're going to be black ops zombies or Call of Duty zombies. Nazi zombies. Mm. Yeah. They they, they know. Ultimate yeah. zombie. Uh,
2: for, forgive my uh, ignorance. Um, in Modern Warfare it's more like the it's just like uh, like a very small uh, Exosuit on top of you, like like advanced a, warfare. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. What is yeah, it yeah. Oh, I said modern warfare. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's it's this, this very small thing called
1: clothing, <laughs> <laughs> with some Kevlar. That exosuit in yeah. modern warfare. It's um yeah in advanced warfare it's kind of uh yeah it's not like the loader from Aliens. I mean, it doesn't add any height or anything to you. It just oh. gives you um the ability. I, I guess it gives you like some kind of booster that allows you to jump
0: in the air and cushions the fall so that you don't just break You jump the off of a building as such onto a, onto the ground right. but you, don't, um, you don't break your legs yeah, yeah. basically
2: yeah. Right. so yeah the zombies should be able to use that although yeah. who knows how you activate the booster I mean I'm assuming you hit like spacebar <laughs> <Yeah. but laughs> right. hey
0: all you gotta <laughs> do is think of brains and you're up in the air done alright on that bombshell um,
1: so we've got I think we should take the parallel I was just going to Jacob's ladder um, it's a a big hoppy little session beer. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. it is. At 2.7%. I guess that's, that's what a session beer means, right? It's a low yeah. alcohol. Yeah. low lowish alcohol beer. So in Canada, we don't really have those. Although, uh, oh. when I was um,
2: shopping for the the goodies for next week, um, I found a couple of uh, brewers who now have session ales. Okay. Actually, it was session beers. It was interesting. I've only ever heard session ale. Mm. It was for session beers. Because, yeah, we don't... Um, Culturally, have the idea of like a beer drinking mm. session. Yeah, yeah. We, we still have beer drinking sessions. We
1: just don't have a label for them.
0: Mm. That's just normal drinking.
1: Yeah. yeah, So it's a kind of cloudyish, um, darker, like amber kind of color. Yeah, it's, it's like a homebrew brew, well, that's not a bad thing. Ooh, lovely good smell. Big aroma. Light citrus, mm-hmm. yeah, very light. And, like, um, what's the fruit? It's a particular fruit. I can't put my finger on what it is. It lots it's lots of all fruits, lots particular fruits. <laughs> tropical fruits, passion fruit. It's Maybe. not,
0: I don't think that that is a tropical fruit. It's almost a little nutty,
1: the taste a little disappointing in taste, given the, the nose on it. That's yeah, very different. Oh. It's got a, like, very um, lemony citrus finish. I was say, the
2: finish is surprising, given the nose and the first taste. Mm. The finish kind of just sort of starts. And it doesn't really yeah. Yeah. To flow Does it, into yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, that's happening now. It's just that's the flavour, and that's it. That's really weird. I haven't had yeah. a beer like that in a while, where it's just like... And we're changing gears.
1: Yeah, that's bizarre. It's like it's quite... I want to say thin or something, like the initial taste doesn't have much of a punch to it. It's kind of watery
2: tasting, and then Mm. you get the sort of light, lemony, this is beer finish. It just sort of says, your time is done, my time is now.
1: Mm. (laughs) Finish! (laughs) This is the finish!
0: (laughs) Oh, it's It's like a session beer, it's just like, alright, get it down, (laughs) have another one, come
1: on, come on. It's okay, it's not bad, I mean, I wouldn't... No, it's not bad,
0: (laughs) I'm still getting a really sort of peanutty flavour and I'm not sure whether that's just because I don't like peanuts and I'm picking it because <laughs> it's a slight hint of it I'm picking it out of yeah, the bit there,
1: there, maybe there's a tiny but now you saying it mm. maybe there's a bit of peanut in the background confirmation bias yeah probably <laughs> oh, I don't know why I whispered that I said confirmation <laughs> bias <I> Pick up.
0: <laughs> so nobody knows well, it's because
2: we've gotten in the habit of, of under our breath or so quietly um, while watching the political debates and whatnot, just
0: pointing out the fallacies and whatnot as they say them <laughs>
1: yeah it's fun
0: yeah it is so fun. easy you do it under your breath I stand up at the telly and <laughs> scream at it
2: well yeah. slight
0: difference it's usually out loud but if we're like talking about something else and we yeah, hear it it's under
2: yeah, the,
1: the yeah, breath anyway so <laughs> yeah fallacy <laughs> <laughs> Um, Build Authority <laughs> Sorry, we could go on well, sure yeah. We that?
0: could, we could um, So I have <laughs> the Felicity cast I'm your host, Adil Kirji. <laughs> I think we'll have to have a completely new uh, New podcast for that. Yeah. So think what Dup? have you been playing then? Thinktub, possibly
2: <laughs> And then the one where we um, Only have sponsors is Thanked Up.
0: Ooh, There's loads of them, there's loads Sorry, continue Um So after our little PT session several weeks ago... Which we still have PTSD. Exactly. (laughs) Not played it since. Um, I thought, and as it was in the PlayStation Easter sale, I picked up Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, Mm -hmm. which is almost a demo, almost a teaser. I mean, I picked it up for something like Mm -hmm. £5.50. But when it was released, it was... Slated as coming out at about forty pounds, and then the price was dropped to thirty pounds. It's uh, isn't it just like a pre chapter for five. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like the a prologue for for Metal Gear Solid okay. Five. That is what pre chapter called. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it, it's a classic Metal Gear game, it, which is fantastic because cool. I love Metal Gear games. Mm-hmm. Um, third person, tactical, stealth, espionage. I think is the uh, tagline underneath. <laughs> um, it may have changed for it, it might change for uh, ground Zeroes. I can't remember, um, but it's it's quite nice because it's a even though it almost feels like it's a demo, and I think it took me about an hour and a half to complete. Oh wow! Once you've finished it, you unlock a lot of I think there was about six extra side missions, oh. um, all of which happen on exactly the same map, mm-hmm. which is um, you've got a, a large open area, which is a few I think they're sort of. Camps, so sort of military camps. There's a, a, an outdoor sort of um, prison area, which is just a few open cages, which they keep some people in, um, and then a, uh, a semi-indoor area where you move through only a few sort of rooms. Um, and the idea is that you, you get there and you've got to extract a couple of people and get them back to a helicopter to take them off of this this island. This island, the island that and some of the other missions are quite nice because it may be one of the missions is go and find um, this guy to get intel help him, but he's not actually sort of part of your... He's not a spy for you. He's sort of works for them. He kind of dabbles with you guys a little bit, so he's still a... You still have to treat him as a hostile, so you have to hold him up to be able to get the information from him. Or... Um, as I did, stumble across it as you're moving around the level, and just go, "Oh, excellent! I'll just leave." <laughs> um, but I mean, the, the nice thing is that it gives you um, in your your mission briefing, it gives you a photo mm-hmm. of this guy. You then are meant to go around looking for him. Really, um, one of the other missions was to um, to take out two um, two other people, and you're given the, their photos, and you have to go around and try and find them. Are these missions um, tied back into the primary mission or No, so um, they're, so it's not like they're you're sort of little standalone um, missions. Cool so if you had like a sorry. Um, if you had a
2: game where you did the main mission and then you could loop back and all the supporting
0: people who helped set up the mission you had to do their legs?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just see the, that that would. Be, yeah, yeah. I wonder whether it's something that... Cause obviously Metal Gear 5... Well, obviously not for Metal not, Gear, yeah, but for like a, like a team sort of... But for something like Metal Gear 5, it's going to be obviously a much bigger game. Um, and whether that's because they've got a, a, a large, expansive open world for you to be able to do missions in loads of different areas, or whether it will allow you to go back to certain areas to pick up something that maybe you didn't pick up in the first go, or someone else has been there because of what you've done previously... So say you you killed someone, rather than extracting them out or getting the information from them, someone else turns up that then affects it. I mean, that would be nice if that happened in the game, but I've not seen much of Metal Gear 5, bar a few trailers and things, and a couple of gameplay um, sort of walkthroughs. I think there's one where um, Snake is in Afghanistan, and he sort of moves through a few different uh, large expanse of land and goes through a couple of different villages and then has to get into one of the villages to be able to pick some stuff up. And there's all a nice sort of passage of time within that. And the nice thing about Grand Zeros as well is that some of these missions are at different times of day so you can experience the camp at night when there'll be less guards around or it's during the day when it's sort of higher security and things like that so it's... Makes the, the world a lot more vibrant and real. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely definitely. So that's... um one that I played it is very good it is very good nice I'm lagging behind on my beers I've been talking a little bit well we've got four beers to go through um, yeah uh,
2: we're, we're yeah. almost
0: on the 15 minute schedule yeah yeah we're just there we're just there um, but I think it's if you have a Playstation 4 or even a Playstation 3 because it's on ps 3 as well or a 360 mm-hmm. or an Xbox One I think it's also on PC but at the moment on Will Playstation we do mmm but at the moment on PlayStation, it's on sale for five pound fifty, but only for the next few days. So definitely pick that up. Yeah. It's and a good, that's, a good you're final. to this in in like than... two weeks' time, <laughs> the sale has ended. It's no longer Easter. Yeah, you know, it's it well, really the, any longer yeah. Easter. But...
2: Uh, I guess that's all the games you have really poked at, uh, Alex.
0: Yeah. What so I let's so, yeah. let's open up the third beer and we'll jump back <clears> to you, Adam. Sure. Um, okay, so Yeasty Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Are we saving the IPA for last? I think so. With the standard strength measure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, uh, like I will um, spoil that there is an Espresso Stout
0: um, waiting for us for next week. Nice. Which nice. will definitely be consumed um, last week. I was going to say. Week. So next week's going to be a, a Canada special on our beers. Maybe it has to be on the games as well. Maybe we have to go and play games that are only made in Canada.
2: Or take place in Canada. I don't or take know if there's a single game that like specifically uh, takes place in Canada.
0: Um, infamous Second Son. Is it in Canada? Is it in Canada? Or is it in Seattle? Might be in Seattle. Probably Seattle. Maybe it's not in Canada. Why I think it's in Vancouver, I don't know. But I don't think it is. Don't. Disregard my last comment. Yeah. That one, yeah.
2: Um, so... Um, as I was visiting Oh right, sorry Yeah, Beer It, it is, is uh, cloudier Than the other one A little
1: bit, yeah It's a tiny bit Paler than the other one as well Ooh so it's, it's an amber ale So it's mm-hmm. going to be We're deviating somewhat From our standard repertoire Of just having pale ales And Indian pale ales
0: mm. Have we had an amber ale before? Not on the show, I don't think no
2: no, so yeah, I think we've all had every else. Yeah.
1: <laughs> smells good. Mm. And it's nice as well. Ooh.
2: That is quite. that is a very vibrant fruitiness. I can't place it, though.
0: No, that is nice.
2: It's very
1: easy. Yeah. I want to say mango, but it's not. But it's in that sort of tropical-y... Like, almost like white grapes or something. Uh, I don't know what the one is. It's like dry, like white wine. Yeah. Mm. So not like a tropical fruit at all, but I agree.
0: Yes. I suppose the the hops and stuff just give that a little bit more body than a a white wine would have, isn't it? It's yeah, sort of, it's definitely. a little consistency-wise, it's a little bit thicker than a a wine. but It does. I I can. Yeah,
1: it's got that initial punch of like fruity hop flavor yeah. right at the beginning, and then it gives way to a kind of like um a, a dry white wine yeah, finish. Yeah,
0: relaxed, really nice. Even though it's a golden perch, there's definitely <laughs> no fish. No. There's no fish in there, no. I don't think so. Can I have a gold. look at the
1: label just to check? You can. <clears throat> double check. Barley? Yeah, there's not a lot of information on here. There is, um, otherwise I presume, a poem from Robert Burns on that. That's not very helpful. <laughs> what, the poem? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not an ingredients bomb. No. <clears throat> I like beers which say what hops they've put in there and what grains
0: and stuff. Mm, mm. Yeah. All the most information, the better, really. Yeah, definitely. There's a few of the, like the full full pure and stuff that they put a lot of information mm. just on the side. It is a lot of information, but very neatly done. Mm. Just mm-hmm. a few, few stats table. on the side, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Colonel just, I don't think they have, <clears throat> like, names for their beers yeah well they have one called beer du jour or whatever but like that's right. just um, the beer of the day oh, is that right or is it called table beer I think it's called table beer but other than <clears throat> other than that they're just pale ale and then it just says hops and that's right. it and that's yeah yeah. So,
0: yeah great oh, don't like the, the brew by numbers ones do they have names for their beers or does it just say the yeah, style of beer that, that it is and then has the, the mm. batch number and the, um, like the recipe number or whatever oh, yeah. It's, yeah, they it's they on. So yeah, yeah that's cool yeah It it does give you a lot more information than a poem and just a random name for a beer, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've said it before, but I don't
1: like overly detailed pictures on beer bottles. I mean, it's kind of a waste of time. Sort of puts me off a little bit. It's an elaborate throwback to. Is it because you think that they they spent valuable money on a graphic designer
2: that could have gone into beer?
1: No, no, I don't (laughs) think that. I don't think there's a correlation there. Necessarily, because the Beaver Town we had was yeah. at least as detailed as any other beer can I've yeah. ever seen. It was like a crazy looking beer can, but it was lovely as well. Obviously, mm. don't skimp on their beer making because they're making crazy bottles, but we just don't like it. Yeah. I don't Fair. like it the aesthetically; doesn't please me. But the beer is really nice. The beer is nice, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So I mean, these Buxtons are a bit, a bit better. They've got like a simple th- theme colour scheme variant for the different types it's plain you can see what's going on the imagery is symmetrical I like that yeah it's
2: okay
0: there is no fishwife though (laughs) no the golden perch is the only one with a fishwife that's right that's the only bear I've ever seen with a fishwife
1: yeah that's probably true I think probably
0: the same boat yes (laughs) so Adol, you played another game on your travels yes so I
2: forgot to bring the Vita's charger, so my flight to Calgary demolished the battery. Um, so then I had to do the thing that I always swore I never would do, and that's look into cell phone games. Sorry, mobile games. Mobile. Um, and I, um, after a bit of searching, I spent, I think, $3.299 mm-hmm. on Plague Incorporated. Yeah. I think that's also on the other platforms.
0: Yeah, I've got a free version of it on um On my Android. I'm I'm glaring at the concept that (laughs) if I didn't have a silly iOS
2: phone... Hey, I
0: I think mine's a very um, parved-down version, so...
2: Yeah, so, I mean... Oh, no, what am I talking about? It is free. Okay. I'm thinking of a different thing I downloaded. Oh. Um, um, Right, so, yeah, it's free, but it has in-app purchases where you can unlock um, sort of genetic um, add-ons, like... Mutations are faster, etc. So what, what is oh, it right, in yeah. essence? First, yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically, you con- you create and control a plague, and the object is to t- kill all of humanity. <laughs> um, so in the beginning, you just pick your starting country. Um, it's not all the countries in the world. Like uh, Tanzania, Kenya, and Uganda are called East Africa. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, that's okay because every. I mean, basically, um, it starts really slow. Um, you can fast forward time if you want, but the infections go slow. You earn DNA points, uh, as you infect people Mm -hmm. and new countries and, um, a little orange bubble will appear randomly in, in countries you're infected and you click that and you get extra DNA, you just pop, pop it and you get extra DNA points. Um, uh, when you infect a new country, you get a red bubble. You pop that, you get DNA points. And what you do with these DNA points is you spend them on... Uh, growing your evolving your virus, so you have three types. We you have symptoms, um, transmission,
0: and something that starts with A. I literally. I can't. Cut. I can't remember, but I know it's um, the third one is all to do with um, its resilience. Almost. Yeah,
2: it's resilience, but yeah. it's maybe it's just attributes. I can't remember. Um, so transmission are things like you can put DNA such that it. Um, he put points into making it easier for birds to carry it, and we all remember the avian flu is a bad thing, and so that. Um, then there's also water, which works better in, in hot climates and on ships. Uh, air works better on planes, etc. And then there's multiple levels of, of these, mm. and they, you know, it, it's like nine points then thirty-four points, and you don't really get a lot of points in general. Um, but yeah, you basically sort of try and infect as many people as possible but also have to put money in in symptoms but if you make the symptoms too aggressive then it's found earlier and then they yep. start researching a cure and then you need to invest in the attributes for like uh, drug resistance or uh, genetic rehashing, I forget what it's called but it basically makes it harder, it slows down research um, and blue bubbles start appearing when they're researching a mm-hmm. the cure and you pop those and it slows down the cure um, so you have uh, basically you need to infect all every country, and some countries like Greenland are only a bit, uh, accessible through boat. So I had at one point the entire globe uh, except Greenland, and it didn't hadn't closed its ports yet, and I had all my points in water. and it had so much. Uh, transmission
0: up, but just no one was sending a boat there. Yeah, because yeah. everyone else had closed their border, their their ports. And then if you start it in Greenland, ha- I've had this as well, and played the game. Greenland just resilient to anyone coming to Greenland. Yeah, you. Uh, if you start it in Greenland, it's Which... very difficult to get it to a lot of. It. I don't know whether it's something inbuilt to the game, but it seems to get picked up a lot sooner that People are ill in some, you know, in Greenland, and
2: it's a, it's <coughs> the
0: Western, uh, the richer countries. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
2: and so there's, there's also a lot of data. So you can click on any country or geographic area, um, and hit information. Uh, first of all, you click. It's just basically a map of the world, and has red dots start appearing as infected people, and you see the actual routes of planes and boats as they travel. Mm. And if the, they're white, if they're there's no one infected, and they're red if they are infected. So you can actually watch. And you can zoom in, but I saw no point in not having, having the whole map. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, But you can click on a country and then hit information, and you can actually get number of um, infected people, uh, whether their ports are uh, their ports are open, their planes are open, their roads are open, um, and um, whether they're researching a cure, and what else. Yeah, a whole whole bunch of information. Uh, and so, oh yeah, and like the what kind of country it is? So like Canada's cold but wealthy, so mm-hmm. you have, probably have drug resistance and resilience to weather, at least cold. Um, but if you know, the United States is already infected, Canada's got a large land barrier with it, so mm-hmm. you could just infect the wildlife and the wildlife will cross and kill mm-hmm. them. Um, and so uh, starting in Greenland was the last round I did, and so I basically made it very water. And cold heavy, and then mm-hmm. it like dropped down to the arid zones, and then it was slowly infecting. And I'm like, oh shit! So then I, I, I cheekily just put it all, all a bunch of money in like mis- hot climates and mosquitoes, and hoped one would trip over, and then it did, and then it sort of crunched down. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I ended up losing because Canada, of all places, all the infected people died. So. Every country was infected, but the infection died out in Canada, and they closed all their borders. So did you make it so steward? there were aggressive? So there was people alive in Canada, but there's no one to infect them. Yeah. So ev- the the rest of the world was wiped out, and like <laughs> you lost because five you, people in Canada yeah, are alive. It's like goddamn it, stupid Canadians <laughs> hiding in a mountain I, somewhere. Yeah. But um, oh, the other neat mechanic is you can devolve any attribute. Mm. click on it and you get two DNA points nothing's worth two so, but you can like if you're really having a trouble spot like Greenland you could take all your points out of like hot transmission because all the hot areas of the world are already um, they already have their virus and put it all into cold mm. um, and you'd probably have to get rid of a bunch of other things but it's
0: when you're sort of on a DNA counter and you're not getting anything that's a way of yeah I mean it's it's uh, similar to or to 80 Days the mobile game I played a few weeks ago um, and it's a nice game just to be able to pick up for 15 minutes and put it down again. It's really accessible, it's really easy to be able to jump back into your game and know exactly what's going on as well. So Sounds like a, a fun game. Yeah, yeah. For, for a free game as well. It's, yeah. yeah, it's really nice. So nice. Yeah. Oh, jeez, I've, yeah. I've been rambling. I'm not you have. <laughs> but, um, I have played another game, but I'm going to talk about it more next week because I want more time to be able to play it. Will you, um, are you keeping the name of the no, game? No, no, I've been playing Pillars of Eternity. Oh. Yes. Which came out last week, possibly, on PC. Um, it's by Obsidian, who made um, Icewind Dale. Um, and it's uh, very much in that vein, very much in the vein of something like Baldur's Gate. Um, it's a, a isometric RPG. Very party-based. Is it like a crawler? dungeon crawler? Or more like an RPG it's more like an RPG I've not reached any dungeons yet I've only put um, sort of an evening's play into it so I've got a small party and I've done a few quests and things but it's um, at the moment it's very nice it looks really good Um, but it was a a kickstarted game that reached it's goal and just kept making money so they've been able to do a a hell of a lot with it and and, um, you know been able to add new races and Things with it, Um, but yeah, it's one of those that it's going to take a long time to play. I can (laughs) see my, I can see putting a lot of hours into this. Um, So yeah, I'm going to take a bit more time. Cool, play that this week over the coming days, and then chat about that next week. I think so. Good.
1: All right. So on that, let's crack open the IPA. This is the Buxton Wild Boar IPA. Wild Boar IPA.
2: For those of you keeping score, it's a 5.7% beer. I
1: think it's going to have a good nose to it already, just coming straight out of the bottle. i
0: undersold myself. A I think bit. you have a little bit. That looks better. Yeah, there we go, there we go. All right. Excellent. Last beer of the night. Cheers. 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 Got a
1: very sweet, not particularly mm. hoppy
0: nose to it. Seems to me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Does seem a little light for an IPA, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a hint of mead. That, like, <laughs>
2: like, it, like it. it's a light hint of it, but it's a strong sweetness.
1: Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, that, that makes sense. Taste is good, though. Mm. Really big, full on, Ooh, like okay. that. Yeah,
0: that is nice. Oh,
2: the finish is surprisingly soft.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely. There's not much bitterness to it at all.
1: Yeah, it's nice. It's fru- it's all fruity. It's not over the top fruity, not particularly citrusy. But it's got a nice, well-bound, like rounded sort of flavour.
0: Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, definitely. I like this. It's kind of sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. But not not overly... Mm. Yeah,
2: just... uh, It's quite sweet for an IPA, I'd say. But just not that sweet for a peer.
0: Mm. So, our discussion point this week. Um, So you guys get to know us a little bit better, even though you may know know us very well anyway. (laughs) Um, I thought we would talk about why we play games. Um, And there's... Probably shit loads of reasons why we play games, but we're going to chat about a couple of game. You know, try and relate it back to the games that we play and why we play them. Um, I'm going to start with you, Alex. Okay. Why do I play games? Why do you play games? Because um, I like to
1: play games.
0: <laughs> That's fair.
1: That's um, I, don't know, I get enjoyment out of playing games. Um, I suppose there's. It's a bit like watching TV sometimes with certain games, but more interactive. Mm-hmm. It, doing more. Yeah. With it. And these days, like we like, you know, I find it weird watching a program just because it happens to be on sometimes because I'm so used to like Netflix or something. Yeah. That I want to interact with my media to some extent. And I'm playing a game that's quite like a film, I suppose like Alien Isolation or something, is a bit just like a bit better than watching a film because you're doing some of the stuff in it. So, so there's one reason why. Yeah. Because it's, it's like um, a bit like other media. But better because it's more interactive.
0: Do you think though that you get something different from Alien: Isolation versus Alien, watching the film over a two and a half hour period versus playing the game over like a ten hour period or eighteen hour period? Yeah,
1: it's totally different. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, so d- there's there's like benefits and drawbacks from it. So I mean, the film's sort of edited out so that there's very little boring. Bits going on in it. Where in a game, you, especially in a game like that, where you just don't know how to progress onto the next stage, or something, you're stuck trying to unlock the door, and there's some code, and you don't know how to. It, it can be annoying in the way that yeah. the film really is. Yeah,
2: like watching an unedited Let's Play video. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're going in circles. <laughs> yeah, Why did you put this on the internet? <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. I sort of. I think with Alien Isolation, it's it's nice in that sort of way because even though you may have to work out what a code is for a door and you've got to go to a terminal to pick up the information to be able to do that. Whereas in the film, they would just know the code, they run up to it, they punch it in. Or if they don't know the code, they shout to somebody else to be able to you open know, the door or whatever. Um, the last part of alien, Isol- alien Isolation that I played, I had to put a code into a door. The alien was hovering around the area. And I'm thinking, oh, I've been so so good and I've got past the alien and I know what's going on. I put the code in and it came up wrong. Mm. Like, oh, I'm sure I remember what the code is. Went into the file in the pause menu, had a look at what the code was and it was 1702 rather than and I'd put in 1703 or something like that. And i punched the number in and just suddenly get punctured by the tail <laughs> of the oh. alien. And I'm just like, no! Nah! But it was so tense the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's nice because I've sort of put that down and I've go I will go back to it. Um, whereas you don't get that sort of tense moment with the with the you do get the tense moment with the film but it's over and it moves on to the next scene whereas this I now have to go back and I'm going to go back into that same environment I'm going to do the same sort of thing again. Yeah. I'm going to still have that tense sort of atmosphere to it. i it still as got tense. It.
2: Yeah, possibly. But I mean I like your example of accidentally putting the wrong code in because you could imagine a movie where that happened, you'd be like, "Oh shit, he forgot the code," or right? Mm. But the the feeling because it's not you like actually forgetting is yeah. totally different. While a lot of the other elements, one could argue that like you can get very similar experiences uh, on the sort of set pieces of a movie and the set pieces of a of sort of a, a thriller game or not thriller game horror game. Mm-hmm. Um, one you could one could make the argument. I don't know if it would work, but I mean that. That they're similar enough in phenomena, but that was something very specific to having agency, right? Like you, you literally forgot, and thus the the narrative situations changed. Yeah,
0: it's it's a game is nice when you're drawn into the the story and the interactive Mm -hmm. nature of it, and you've actually got to think about what you're doing rather than going up to the keypad as as older games may have done. You know what the, the Key code is, you found it on the document The game is logged that you know what the key code is You go up to the door and it instantly opens for you Because your character knows What the code is You still, you know, still, a... Or this, the,
2: the old school standard Of all keys work In all doors <laughs> but then they disappear Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh I had to leave it in the key code Device but, on the door Because every key is actually a small bomb That explodes <laughs> the door because now the door's open Forever too I um, Actually um, the previous point, not the silly key point. Um, the not-so-key point. Um, dovetails nice with my, um, reason I play games, uh, which is, um, I really like, um, the way the narrative works in games. Yeah. Um, so the, I really quite enjoy storytelling, um, in all kinds of forms, you know. I, I like the difference between a TV show arc and a movie, books, etc. um, serialized, um, podcasts. Um, I'm, I'm looking at you thrilling adventure hour. That's my free plug of the week. Um, but, uh, I really like that you have sometimes you have to do the exploring and you have to sort of do stuff and it immerses you in a different way than reading a book does. Mm. Even if you've got quite a visit, vivid an imagination, that's an excellent author. Um, you just, by the nature of the interaction, it pulls you treat the narrative differently and that's why I really like well-written games because I get the sort of pluses of a good movie or book, but also this immersive thing of, like, I'm, you know, I am Person X with the axe or gun or sword or whatever because I apparently only play violent games. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I find that really cool. So even if I'm just wanting to, like, consume a narrative... He says, realising that's one of the most pretentious phrases you, uh, I've heard in a while. Um, but yeah, if I'm just wanting to enjoy entertainment, and sort of, mm. um, that's something that, that games
0: do in a very unique way. Yeah, and I think games are, are maturing as well. Yeah. And you're getting much more interactive narratives, um, much more um, sort of story-based games, things like The Last of Us, things like Alien Isolation, which draw you in a lot more than... You know, games did maybe five or six years ago, which you played more for the gameplay.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think five or six years ago probably wasn't that different. You probably still would have got. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, so you've got you, fifteen years ago, yeah. definitely. I don't
2: know. There's been some in recent years, like like Spec Ops: The Line, um, is is a great example of a generic brown shooter turned holy crap, war sucks, and I had to make terrible cho- choices, and mm-hmm. this means something in a way that you don't recognize until you're part way through the game, Um, and that, I don't think, that approach is is only due to the sort of maturity of the past couple of years of of games pushing the boundaries of what what we can do with these things. The gameplay is Call of Duty Battlefield-esque, but the experience is totally different, because on some of those key points, when you make decisions that you, you do in all these games, it it changes the future in a way that you have to deal with the consequences in a visceral way, and suddenly the the, the game experience changes. Cool. Even though the gameplay isn't, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, nice.
1: So we don't only play games for the cinematic, interactive, yeah. So what consummation of narrative or mm. whatever the hell it was he said? Uh, I think it's consumption yeah. of narrative. Yeah, Consum- Consum- consummation of
2: narrative. Oh. Is a little something
0: different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why do you play games, Ben? Um, For that reason, but sometimes it's just nice to switch off. And we're we talking about like good old
2: fashioned escapism.
0: Yeah, or not not so much not so much escapism. I'm talking more like zoning out. Zoning so out. So hexagoning. You've got a you've got Relaxing. a free yeah you've got a free evening. Everybody else is busy doing something that you can't go and join in. You've got you an evening fell. to your, exactly you've got an evening to yourself. So. You crack open a couple of beers and you just stick on something like Call of Duty, and suddenly it's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah,
2: uh, so it's like it's like Michael Baying, interactive Michael Baying. <laughs>
0: just you don't watch constant explosion. Well, all I the don't, time. I don't,
2: I just mean like no one watches a Michael Bay movie for any other reason but just for the, the like the
0: for action.
2: Yeah, the experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It's it's nice to just sort of, as I said, nice to just be able to switch off and, and put. Not put real life aside the search was, it's still there, but just to be able to not think about it for a little while and jump into something where maybe that you you don't feel that you're you know progressing through a story, you don't feel that you're actually achieving anything, but it's just nice to be able to get on and, and enjoy a game just just for the sake of enjoying it. Okay, yeah. It, talking about enjoying running around a map, shooting people seems a little bit odd. That's it. But it's, it, I mean, it's, you know, how many, something like Call of Duty is one of the highest selling games of all time. Yeah. One of the Call of Duty's is, is. The um, franchise, is clearly. The franchise, there. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people that obviously like to just switch off and, and just shoot game people. and yeah. shoot people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it works for a lot of other games as well. I mean, even the, the story driven ones. Yes, you're consuming some story, but. Some games don't have, uh, which are, say, story based, aren't that good narratively. So you are just sort of trundling along the, the story. But the game is good enough, or the <laughs> gameplay is good enough, just for you to be able to enjoy playing what you're playing and not have to worry about thinking about anything else. Mm. So I'm trying to think of the game that I played where the story was not very good. I think it's called Rainbow Moon. It was <laughs> on PlayStation 3. And it's almost uh, like an RPG, isometric type thing. Very sort of um, cartoony kind of graphics. Um, couldn't follow the story for shit. Didn't know what was going on, but it was fun, and it was nice to just sink a few hours into that. And I, it was a game that, even though I wasn't invested in the characters, I wasn't invested in the story because I was enjoying playing it. I just, you know, if I had a free evening that's what I played for, you know, a few weeks. So it's, yeah, just, just playing a game for a, a game's sake.
1: So there's lots of different reasons for playing games, right? It's like, why do you listen to music? There's like loads of different reasons, yeah. right? Um, so it fits in with our lives. It's an integral part of Like, I've been playing games since I was a very small child. Mm. I've grown up with games. They're so just, it's part of my recreation. So like, yeah, why do yeah. I have a TV? Because I've, you know, always had a TV. I don't know, it's just part of my I can not imagine not having a console or some kind of laptop or whatever to play a game on. It would be weird. It's like, why do I play games? Because it's part of my life, I kind don't of think. I guess that's like...
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think that maybe the way that we consume games will change? the You said about Netflix earlier, the way that we consume telly has changed because of the services that are now available.
1: Yeah, but Steam is, changes the way you play PC games, for instance. I mean, I can remember literally going into shops buying discs or whatever and taking them home and running them and that seems weird now That you'd have to go oh, out of your way like that you can just you know, buy a game and two seconds later you're playing yeah,
2: yeah. and Playstation's got their beta service I can't
0: remember oh, Playstation it. Now
2: Now yeah where you rent games mm. mm-hmm.
0: um, renting games seems like a, a bygone task it? Like with things like Blockbuster and stuff like that yeah. just being destroyed now been gone and having mm. services like Netflix, where you you, you pay your subscription, and you're just able to stream games. It does yeah. uh, sorry stream films and programs. It does seem like a almost like a natural progression for any other sort of digitally um, consumed. Games game. wouldn't be a bad idea actually, which, having which, that which is yeah, which is what PlayStation things. now allows you to do. It right. just yeah. allows you to. I mean, it's not going to be. It's going to be for PlayStation Three and PlayStation Two T- games. I think. Yeah, and and, and, and original PlayStation games. So, which I think you can do on your PlayStation 4, which is a subscription-based service as well as being able to rent sort of one game at a time. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, piece. I don't know how much it is. But I think it's quite a lot. Um, but you can then, you pay your subscription and you so get, a, like you get a, basically a back catalogue of 200 games or something that you can <clears> then... <throat> Obviously, all of them are older games from the previous generation. Hmm. And,
2: uh, I mean, they're trying to push... That's the whole... Reason why you might want a PlayStation TV because it's a tiny, underpowered box. Yeah, that yeah, just gets streamed to. So if you have a proper internet connection, it's just sending it, it's just porting the pixels being sent from some server farm. Um, and, uh, um, but I, I thought that you had to rent them for like 48 hour periods. You I, think you, I think you can, but, it, but I, I think but there it's is like a the original service as like, well. Like Netflix rent a DVD, send it back. Get a new DVD, kind of. Thing? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Only a few years behind. The <laughs> <laughs> same, which I think that's all stemmed from uh, they bought Gaikai, which was a streaming service. Um, and I think it's come out of there, like architecture. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean that seems interesting. Not a reason why we play games. Probably, uh, so. I don't. But I, We've I, digressed. Yeah, As fair. we do. tsk tesk. Um, we are
1: coming up to the hour mark, so yeah. should we review the beers?
0: Okay. Yeah, I think so. So we
1: started off with um, the Pilsner, the Tuatara. 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 Uh, quite liked it. Yeah. No, not, not a bad word to say about it, really. Mm, really? I liked it. It's a, it's a nice lager. Yeah, definitely drink it again. Um, then we had the Jacob's Ladder, Yeah, which mm, yeah. very lemony, thin, watery wasn't really blown away by the nose was amazing probably Um, the best nose of the evening yeah yeah yeah. but very disappointing yeah i'd agree with that biggest fall though unfortunately Mm. yeah um then we had the yeasty boys quite liked the yeasty boys to be fair okay um the initial fruit punch was nice yeah Yeah. um it's nice to just have an amber ale instead of a fair ale for once um I mean, I feel like I'm doing all of the summarising. Oh, yeah. I know.
0: You're like, continue, continue yeah, your summary of the beers. You're just doing
1: a good recap. so that okay. We can <clears> just get <throat> to our votings. And then the Wild Boar Buxton, um, which was a sweet, uh, poor, disappointing nose. Let's not a poor yeah. nose, but a disappointing nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but a really nice, big, rich yeah, IPA
0: flavour. So then you come. Oh, I'm going to go with the pills now. Really? Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, as we've spoken about previously, it's one of those beers that I could just drink all day. Nice. So, for, I mean, the other ones were okay. They were nice, but none of them really jumped out at me mm. as being, you know, a, a really quality. I
1: I think none of them are standout beers this yeah, week. I yeah, I haven't with anything. got anything that's like blown I other things away. I, I wouldn't go to more way to search for any of them. Mm. Um, mm.
2: I wouldn't turn them down, and I would probably pick them if they were you know, in front of me with a different selection. But I wouldn't be like, oh, well, where'd you get that, Alex? I would like to yeah, go yeah. down the road and, and pick
1: up a box or two. So what, what's your type for from today? Uh, I'm
2: having a Natalie and Brulia moment. <laughs>
1: um, oh
2: dear. Scratch that from the record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to have to go with the wild boar. Yeah, I was close. To the fishwife was close, but uh, I just the, fish think the golden
0: <laughs> the golden perch. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but I just think it, it it had to do more with I haven't had an amber ale in a while, versus yeah. I really like this amber ale.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's, uh, the, wild, liked,
0: the wild Boar was an IPA.
2: Yeah, I'm saying that's why. I did oh, the, okay, okay. okay, gold okay. I see. The wild Boar, I like. <laughs> the
0: um,
2: I like that it. it's kind kind of delicate as an IPA, but still a mean, your face IPA it sort of it plays mm. both roles in a balanced mm. way. Yeah. Which I don't often see. And so
1: it was unique. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can go with the wild boar too. It's predictable. Okay.
0: I like IPAs. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. It was, oh. a, it
1: was a good IPA. Yeah.
0: Nice. So this week the wild boar is the uh, the wiener. It is. I, I think, think I if I saw, saw it... I believe it's a sausage. Another. Yeah. Of
1: course. <laughs> Alright, cool. So, um, um, the free, free game business. of the week. Okay. Do um, you have a free game this
2: week? Yes. Uh... I found out that Terry Cavanaugh, the guy who made, I think, one of our most talked-about games, Super Hexagon. <laughs> um, his website terrycavanaugh.com, uh, c-a-v-a-n-a-g-h. Uh, he has the original um, uh, Hexagon. It's Not super so so. game. Not super. So. No, it's the first, um, the hard level of a Super Hexagon. Uh, it plays very similar some of the wall physics like how much you can nudge an edge is different which really is annoying if you've played a lot of super hexagon was it more strict yeah okay there's uh, especially when you do the one bit where you go like around in a circle Mm -hmm. you can kind of sort of rub against the corners you can't do that in hexagon Okay. Uh, apparently the super part is slight phasing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, and so it's TerryCavanagh.com slash Hexagon. He has also got a handful of other games that are pretty awesome. Mm. Um, perhaps we'll talk about them other weeks, but I figured I nice. might as well give you guys an exposure to it because we talk about it and frankly I don't think we've really done a good job <laughs> of explaining it, so go there and and play Hexagon and you'll know what we've been talking about all this And
0: time. if And if you play Hexagon and then you play Super Hexagon, it's nice that know sort of where the, the finished product as such has come from. Mm-hmm. Almost as, as if, I assume Hexagon was a, a test bed as such. Yeah. Which then led on to iterations. I think of, it was from what Super from from
2: a, one of those game seven day things.
0: Okay. Like Game Jam. Yeah. I can't remember though. But yeah. So Hexagon. Cool. Nice. Try it out. Let us know. Excellent. Well that is it for this week. Thank you very much for coming back after our little break.
1: Oh yeah, let me just say this is um, an Honest Brew. Uh,
0: Honest Brew? Honest Brew. Honest
1: Brew beers. So we got all these beers from Honest Brew like we normally do. Mm -hmm. Um, Forgot to mention that earlier but I should mention
0: that. That's okay. It's now mentioned. Hopefully (laughs) you've listened to the end and you now know that our beers (laughs) as they normally are are from Honest Brew. Um, You can find me at Nova underscore 47, N-O-V-A underscore 47. You can find Adol at...
2: The Omniarch. That's uh, T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H.
1: Alex is still is not on Twitter. read the Twitter feeds for
0: Tanktop. And what, what's that Twitter Excellent. handle? Uh, Tanktop underscore cast. It is. <laughs> Excellent. Um, you can email us, tanktop.cast at gmail.com, um, or just shout out of your window. We might hear you. Yeah. We probably, <laughs> probably don't give a shit, to be fair. Yeah. That's, yeah. But Even that's if you happen
2: to be next door.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're next door, then maybe we might answer you back. <laughs> just
1: Pat from next door. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, we've been tagged up. Thank you very much for listening. We will catch you next week. Bye. Ciao. Bye.